can take the rain on the roof of this empty house that don't bother me i can take a few tears now and then and just let them out i'm not afraid to cry every once in a while Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm your host, Downtown Boosie. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And the one and only FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston. Sign up, get in on the fun, get your betting points and Bonus, no, what is it called? I forget. I'm blanking right now. This, this is going to be a tough episode, but make sure you sign up. Get in on the fun. Let's make some money. Uh, been laying low on the boosty bets, but we'll get back there soon. But this, <laughs> the tone of my voice says it all, but I'm going to shoot it over to my host, my other host, uh, Brett. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? Uh, been uh, a tough, been a tough week. That's for sure. Um yeah, I don't like what I don't even know. We were just saying before we come on, like, what more is there to fucking say yeah, at this? We point? were like it's just so disappointed. We were like staring at each other, just laughing, like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Yeah, thank God Bobby's got a banger of a corner. Because yeah, and that... we're gonna end it with Bobby's corner. I know he says it in there that he's gonna shoot it back to us, but Bobby's corner is so perfect that we're gonna end it with it. Mm. Um. Just a heads up to get it off the bat. Uh, <clears throat> we're not going to break down the exit interviews yet. Uh, we're going to wait for Monty just... and everyone else, the front offices to speak. Uh, so we can kind of wrap all that up and focus on that next week. For this episode, we're mostly going to just kind of talk about, obviously talk about the series. And it's, it's a, um, it's a, a, a delayed initial reaction episode. Yeah, you're basically going to get two reactions when uh, yeah. this is the first of it. It's, you know, because I haven't been I don't know if people have noticed. Actually, shout out to the people that have been DMing me. I'm I'm just doing a, a, a social media cleanse right now. Um, I normally do it for the like a, the week after the season's up every year. I'm just doing a quick cleanse. Shout out to everybody that has been DMing me. I'm all good. I just I just can't be on there and already seeing shit like trade Grizzlick, like fucking yeah. trade Swayman. Like, bro, I need a second. Yeah, people are already talking about this. Yeah. I'm getting tagged and stuff like that. It's like, guys, I get it. That's where we're at in our season now. But I, you know, we need a little, I, I need a little mental uh vacay here. So I am doing good. I am I'm gonna get back to everybody's DMs. I just want to say thank you real quick. So this is what I mean by initial delayed initial reaction because i haven't been on twitter we haven't even been talking about this like do we talked just, for the first time yesterday we're recording yeah. friday afternoon we talked yeah. for the first time yesterday just because i think we both knew <laughs> that what we was just there need... to say really know, what was like... there to say we've said <laughs> that night and the next day we said everything we could i you know uh unfortunately injured myself at work so i've been dealing with that as well but 
Um, yeah, it's just been all downhill for your boy lately, in- including the fucking Bruins. So. Dude, seriously, the Bruins, well, the knee, I guess, is fucking... Scarlet tri- fever, tri- concussion, yeah. knee, Bruins. Like, Bruins. let's go, baby. Just more salt to the wound. Holy shit, you can't catch oh a break. God. The good news is the Bruins are over, so no more pain there. Um, That's the only good part about this, is I don't have to stress... It's like I've already oh taken my God, all my yeah. I've taken all my licks at work. It's been a week. You know what I mean? Like everyone forever. People are going to talk about how this is the greatest collapse of fucking season of all time, which it it's it's kind of hard to argue against it at yeah. this point. But, um, you know, it it's to the point now where I'm like, all right, I can kind of watch hockey again. I can like. It's, no, I, I haven't I, watched I, a lick of hockey. I just checked the updates. Tough. I see the Leafs lose and all that. And I mean, fucking Pavelski and Drysaddle both score four goals in a game and they fucking lose. It's just been a weird playoff scenario. Kind of stems back to our playoff preview with Danny. Shout out Danny. Actually, happy birthday to her. It's Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Uh, what a great day to have your birthday on, by the way. Oh, but <clears throat> what? Um, how on brand is that for her? I know. I know. You know, like what the fuck? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> On yeah. her birthday, what are the odds? Anyways, um, but yeah, I it kind of goes back to our first or that episode we did with her, uh, because I think we we're all on board towards at least by the end of the episode that none of us wanted to see the Panthers, and regardless who you're going to see, you're going to have to take care of anyways. But the Panthers were, let's be honest, they they're much they're a much better team than their record shows. Uh, I think we all knew that, or majority of us at least knew that going into this uh, um, postseason. Uh, the biggest question mark for the Panthers because they have a back end that can produce, they have forwards that can produce. It was their goaltending. You had a, you know, journeyman carry them into the playoffs. Which is and- wild. He didn't start the playoffs. Like I'm still confused about that. that no, he did. Uh, who? Oh, the journeyman. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Bertuzzi for a second. My bad. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Or sorry, not Bertuzzi. Uh, no, I, I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I know. The $10 million man. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and then this is this is when – how do I say this? This is when – I mean, let, let's put it this way. I mean, I, I think all of us can agree on it. Uh, Monty got outcoached by Paul Maurice. Obviously, his experience showed he made the goalie change at the right time in the series. He moved the right pieces at the right time in the series. Uh, he didn't panic. I'm oh, I'm gonna call it how lines. I see it. Montgomery oh, pissed down his leg. Yeah, uh, you know uh, we've been. I, I've had nothing but good things to say about Montgomery this season, but this playoff series is going to be a huge learning experience for him. You it know sucks what? that it had to happen this way. I but... I have a crazy wild. People are gonna be pissed at this one, and I don't give a I don't I don't give a damn anymore, dude. <laughs> this is what I think about this. If we're gonna drag Montgomery over the coals, which is kind of warranted at this point because he did. For me, it's not even about the goalie thing. Like everyone's going off, but Montgomery and the goalie, Montgomery and the goalie. Okay. I don't like how he scrambled the lines up and Marshawn and Bergeron were together and like yeah. he's playing mental warfare the wrong way. But my 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 theory on this or my view on this take whatever you, however you want to say it is, I think Bob Lasenza deserves a little bit of flack at this point. Like this is like the 
we 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 always give him the praise that he deserves when he makes the right goalie decision or how how well he can shape a goalie and figure out their style and technique and turn it. Well, then why why if if it if it's all cut if Bob Lasenza is the one that it comes down to for the goalies and they work it out with the goalies, why is he not getting any uh, heat right now? Because the same thing has happened in years past with Tuka Rask, where they won't take an injured goalie out of the net. So it's like, yeah, I get it. The goalie wants to play, but at some point, it's like, yeah, okay, Jim Montgomery, uh, he's getting shit for saying, oh, we'll go ask Bob Lasenza. That's the right answer. If it's not, if he's not the one picking the goalie night in and night out, and say he's battled Bob on it before, and he's like, we we should have swimming in here or whatever the case may be, and Bob says that no we're going with Allmark. Well, then it should be on Bob when fucking Allmark lets in seven goals. You know yeah, what I, I mean? I, I agree with that. But at the same time too, I think, I mean, he's got to have a better understanding for his goaltending. Uh, Montgomery, that's when he should have used his power, basically use his, yeah, like you're game. the head coach. That's where yeah. I'm annoyed with Montgomery. Like that's where you're the head coach and you go, Hey, Bob, sit the fuck I down. Mean, Jesus is playing on Friday or on game five because if Swayman plays game five I swear we win this series and I think Allmark plays the the series clinching game even if Swayman because man everyone's saying it's his back or whatever if remember what I said to you and Danny it all looked an awful lot like he ran in the post and like cracked a rib or something and every time he was going on to that side he would like wince or wouldn't be able to like push over and everyone's saying yeah. it's hip and back but we've seen two grass be able to push that's the overextension. Like, I don't know. I'm no doctor. I'm no mathematician. But to me, it looked an awful lot like he had a rib injury going yeah, on. Yeah, and I understand. Like, he was your guy. He's your Venza. Uh, probably going to win the Venza. And um, he's one of the best goaltenders in the league this season. He had a career year. Hats off to that. But, and I understand he's your guy. But, like, at some point, you went with the, and I was against the rotation thing, but, some, I mean, I'm sitting on my fat ass on my fucking couch, drinking beer, watching the game, for, you know, and on TV, obviously watching the game on TV. And I can see something's wrong with Allmark. These oh, guys yeah. are with him every single fucking day. Half the time, he's not even skating. It's just, it's mind blowing. It's like, did, did Allmark fool them when he had that 41 save performance? And it was like, oh yeah, okay, actually he's okay. And then what was it? The next night he got fucking lit up. Or was yeah. that, or is that um, two games after that? Something like that. It was just, it went downhill quick for Allmark. At first, it was like, all right, it, it's enough to get by. But when you score five goals in a playoff game, you should fucking win. Yeah, and those are like guys that are scoring those goals in that game were like playoff performance goals. You know what I mean? To like yeah. keep the Bruins in that game. Like, and it's, it's like Mark, the one clip I did see was Marshawn being like, it wasn't game seven. The last minute we lost it. We lost to game five. We lost a game fucking, what was it? Two. They lost at home. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other things that led up. You should have never been up a goal game seven with a minute left. That should have yeah. never fucking happened. So they had the game in their hands two other times before that five and six, they had it. Yeah. Um, Marshy had a chance to be a hero. I'm not going to fault him for that. It's a flip of the coin. It's 50, 50. He's either going to score. Or he's not. You had the yeah. overtime opportunity. You choked it away. You, a bad turnover by, um, Olmark, a bad turnover by Olmark. And then because of that game, 
kind of away from Golden, but because of that game, uh, Monty decides to put Connor Clifton in. Oh for my God. what reason? I have no idea. For his I, birthday. Yeah, yeah, like, holy yeah. He, fuck, is this Timbits fucking hockey here? Like he should be getting the, the presents. Like... He's giving fucking presents to everyone that night. Holy shit! Oh my god, like, that it's was just... one of the worst playoff performances I've seen by a defensive pair on our blue line yeah. in a long time. And like, Grizzly was even bad enough. Yeah, Grizzly was even playing Jesus. bad enough to get taken out of the lineup again. Forward, I mean, Jesus, dude, Christ. if I'm Grizzly like with cinder blocks. Get, get this. If I'm Grizzly, I'm asking for a trade this summer. I'm so sick of this shit. Well, like, you were you were on one of the best fucking pairs for the past like two to three years with Charlie yeah. McAvoy, and no one gives a shit. And you keep getting scratched in the playoffs. Like I, I that one is so mind boggling to me. I will not. To, to be honest, there's two instances. Uh, I won't forgive. And people are like, oh, this isn't Sweeney's fault. No, it's not. But like from years past, like there's a couple people that you can blame over and over. And yeah. Sweeney's not one of them this year. But he like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't, he didn't give uh, Sweeney's Krejci... the one person you can't blame this year. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like in years past, like he didn't give them the guns that they needed with teams that clearly should have. But then he finally does it and the coach fucks it up, like gets in his yeah. own way. Like I just, I can't. I don't understand how this fucking happened. I still, no matter what anyone says to me, like, oh, it was this, it was this, it was this. It wasn't. I think the biggest thing that it's, this attests to is the president's trophy isn't a curse in what people think. Like, how, oh, like, you get it, you ought to. No, the curse is that you have way too much time and way too much leeway in the um season that you take your foot off the gas in the last month if you look at florida they've been playing playoff hockey for the last month now for the last like eight yeah they've been playing do or day do or die hockey they went six to six and two in their last run and a lot of people were posting before this well yeah but teams that like colorado before have gone on and um haven't played well before they go in the playoffs and then they lose like two games yeah what yeah, but we also have a really old, like an older veteran ladled team that kind of, I think, needed to be going at full throttle the whole yep. time. So um, I think, I honestly do think if you didn't win the President's Trophy this year that uh, this team would go a lot farther. But I also, it also is hard to say too because like I just watched Krejci. If this is for, for Krejci and Bergeron, I just watched like the greatest regular season of all time with two, some of my favorite players to ever play the game. So Yes, there's a silver lining in this. Do I want to look at that right now? No. It's like when you get fucking silver in the Olympics. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Man. You know, like, yeah, okay. Greatest season, the greatest team ever assembled. Greatest season ever assembled. But, like, you're never going to get that recognition because you didn't win. You didn't even get out of the first round. So it yeah. kind of just yeah. does it all. The first round thing is now it's just in their head because consecutive years you haven't made it out of the first round. They're like, what do you even do now? Do you fucking reload this team? Or like, it's like, I I keep seeing people go off like, Oh, you got to do this, this, and this. Like it's been a fucking week. I can't even. Hasn't even been a full week yet since that's what I'm saying. Like, and now you are doing all these trade proposals and all this, you know, they're being 
you know, Twitter GMs right now, which, you know, good, you know, have your fun. I'm staying, you know, I'm logging on to Twitter maybe once or twice a day just to like. I'll wait until fucking the president or the Stanley Cup's been awarded before yeah. I start even. Like, what do you, the if you, I saw the Bruins sign Matthew Portois. It's like, okay, it's a, like, you know what I mean? What are we going to do every day? It feels like trade deadline just ended. We're going to go right back to, oh, who are we getting now? What are we going to yeah. do now? I like, mean, fuck, fuck, we're two months away from uh, free agency. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, we're, what, a month away? A month away, maybe a little over a month away from the Stanley Cup being awarded. Uh, and it's also, it's- too, like, all this whole time we've been saying, oh, these first-round picks, they don't fucking matter. We're not, like... It's yeah. Just, like, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just so dumb. We you- Every year we do this shit, like, as yeah. sports fans in general. And it's like, oh, these first-round picks aren't going to matter. It's like, everything matters all the time, always, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck me. Sweeney has made trades this year that you've never seen him make before. Very uncharacteristic trades for him, but this trades. Was it. Yeah, because he knew he knew what was at stake, and he got he got Monty, he got the boys, he got ownership on board. That they need they needed Bertuzzi was a dog. Orlov disappeared. The whole decor fucking disappeared. Orlov I mean, was actually probably the best defenseman, but McAvoy and Lindholm, you're on the fucking mail carton, boys. Think, Where the fuck were they? Yeah, Lindholm, holy shit, dude. McAvoy, that foot hey, has to be McAvoy, bothering him. You know you don't have to give them the puck every time it's on your stick, right? See, I, I think, unfortunately, fuck Carlo man. was your best defenseman in that whole series. Oh, and he's the one that miss. people... Carlo's the one that everyone's like, trade, trade. It's like you have a 26-year-old mountain of a man who can shut down and give you a, like five goals a year. Fuck for, off. For only $4 million, you For know? the next four years, shut up. He's the yeah. last defenseman you trade on that yeah, whole decoy. It's just it's crazy because you trade him away. Then then who do you have on the right side? Just McAvoy? who Resign to- Clifton? At way yeah. too much money, like yeah, up. just like, so he can give fucking dumb. pizzas up the middle. Holy shit! I mean, there's there's a lot. I loved Chris Clifton at times. I never want to see him in a Bruins jersey again. So this is I, this fucking piece of shit Clifton. This guy, <laughs> he got you on his. Fucking this guy side. got me on board for Cliffy <laughs> hockey. I fell in what love with the player. I wanted mean. him out of town. This guy fucking pantsed me in public. Commando, everything, fucking, oh my God. let my little fucking shriveled dick out to see for the public. <laughs> just fucking pants me, and then this guy like oh goes God. back to his old ways in the playoffs. It's like holy shit. And I even quote tweeted it when they when Grizzly was going to be out and Clifton was in. I was like, this is just weird, or what? I forget what I said, but people were like, no, it, it makes sense. More physical, more physical. Okay, it's not all about physicality. You have to go with the right matchups. Grizzlick was fine. And as Ty Anderson has pointed out a lot too, uh, Grizzlick has a tendency to stop plays before they even like happen, where yeah. Clifton kind of sits back and waits for plays to happen and then tries to go in for a hit. I mean, I saw him several times in the series. Clifton just uh, miss massive hits. And then he's yeah. given up pizzas at center ice in the middle. They turn it over two on one you got the slowest guy on the team back there foreboard and they obviously scored and no. it was just i mean it, it was i hey, i couldn't the- i couldn't believe he kept getting ice time that night at one at what point do you say sit the fuck down and watch the other four defensemen play i mean i get uh-huh. it Lindholm was dog shit 
But, you know, McAvoy wasn't the best. But at some point, you have to stop the fucking turnovers. He was your main concern with the turnovers. And that's, I mean, I'm not going to say he cost you the game. The whole team cost you the game because everyone played like fucking ass. But it's just, oh, man, I'm getting myself fucking worked up right now. Well, it's it's just, it it's mind-boggling to me. Like, the way that Montgomery wouldn't shorten the bench refused yeah. to change the lines after he fucked them up completely just like all just, the line changing holy shit man i just i don't get it and then you've got like goalie bob just making horrible decisions left and right if they're his decisions yeah. to keep left to keep all mark like my thing is like how do you not pull him from that seven five game yeah like, what what was that game five what what the fuck were we doing game five yeah was it no that was game no. six Seven five was game yeah, six. It was, it yeah, was in no, so, yeah. How do you not pull him like after the second or third? How like, do you not? Yeah. How do you not have Swayman start the third? I, I, after him not being able to get side to side and the goal at the end of this first or second, whatever it is. Yeah. Like if you plan on going to Swayman game seven potentially, why the fuck did he not play? Game, That's the thing. The if, third period of game six. Exactly. You start Swayman game. Uh, on game six for the third period, you bring him out there for the third period. You win if you lose, assuming that you would have ended up losing game six, you win game seven because that first goal he let up, save yeah. routine save. Um, yeah. maybe even the last goal, too. The I, I mean, the game time goal, I should say. Uh, I get it, it tipped off McAvoy's stick, but I think putting in a cold, cold young goaltender like that in that scenario. Just too much pressure, not fair to the guy. Uh, people pointing the fingers. I mean, it's not fair for them to point the fingers at either goaltenders. Uh, Olmark wants to play in the playoffs, obviously. He's a competitor. He wants to play. He's going to tell him that he's good to play, even if he's not. Uh, you can't put blame on either of the goaltenders. Yeah, would it would have been nice to have extra save or two, but how many turnovers did the Bruins have? I mean, how many odd oh man God. rushes did... You know, they have, I get it. I'll mark, you know, you could essentially, I guess, blame what game five was a game five. Yeah. Game five on him when he just fucking gave it right to Kachuk. Oh my God. The overtime. No, one yeah. To Verhage. Uh, yeah. Grizzlick was right. Uh, yeah. Grizzlick was right there. You could have rimmed it around the boards. Like it just, you could tell Olmark was injured, man. Grizzlick and- is your best guy in your, in your own zone to get the fucking puck out and help out the breakout. See, this is what's so confusing because then I keep going back and thinking like, okay, you had times where Swayman was injured, right? So you had to ride Olmark a little more, which is whatever. But like riding, it, a combination of riding Olmark to get 40 wins to the end of the season and not playing our full lineup enough before like it was like there was too many cooks in the kitchen but also they didn't know how to play together all of a sudden or i i I, it just has to do with being like i said like 75 points ahead of schedule you know what i mean like it's like what what else like i don't know what else to to why fuck with what got you to where you were yeah i just don't and you're just I don't know. I don't agree is with. Is it a problem with you could potentially say too much depth? Maybe like too much rest, way too much rest in my eyes. I know it's crazy to say, but like I know Bergeron being injured doesn't help anything. Well, Bergeron also said he injured himself in the last game of the season. Yeah. Which 
I'm not going to fault him for it after no. hearing the story and all yes. that. It but, sucks. It's unfortunate, but you know, it's but like, then you look at a team like Florida who was fighting for their life to get in the playoffs and had to play every single guy up until that point. Right. It's like, maybe but you should also rest your guys. They're a much younger team though, you know, but I'm thinking maybe we should have been resting our guys a month out opposed to a week yeah. or two out. Like we yeah, should that been... way you can get in. It, it almost reminds me. We had no rhythm. 2019 when they had all that rest after, Winning the Eastern Conference, I think it was. So they had that scrimmage at home. Yeah, going into the bubble. No, they had that scrimmage at on home ice, and Marshan got hurt. Oh yeah, right before they played the Blues in the Stanley Cup. I went to that. They had like they sold tickets and shit. They had a little scrimmage, and Marshan and Clifton collided. I think Marshan got hurt off that and played hurt the rest of the um, obviously Stanley Cup Finals. But yeah, it's um yeah I. There's a lot to learn from this, which is the encouraging part. You just have to hope that they actually do learn from this uh, and move on. Um, it's just like I, it, there's no point in even bothering and making speculation about next year until we know yeah. if Bergeron. Or yeah, exactly. Or I mean, it's friggin' like, we're six days or we're five days out from yeah and the Bruins lost and got eliminated. Where initial reaction early. though? Do you think either of them come back? I was just gonna ask you that. Uh, I honestly, I I did not think Krejci was going to come back. I think both of them come back now. I know. So do I. I don't, I don't think there's don't a think, way that they let this happen I think, like this. It, I you think, have a fucking healthy, you have, I know it's way too early to think about this, yeah. but this is the only thing I've been thinking about. You have a healthy McAvoy to start the season. You uh, take less load off Lindholm so he won't be burnt out by the end of the season. You got a healthy Marshawn a year out of fucking surgery. Healthy Taylor yeah. Hall after whatever surgery he's gonna get this summer. Um, you'll you'll you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have a way healthier team. And yes, the the only thing is like you're not gonna have the depth you had this year. So like you have to no. you're gonna get, rely you have on to pull up Florida, guys. get in and win. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I I don't think it'll say, you know, th- those two do come back. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves and we're kind of just making fun of people who are getting ahead of themselves, but hear me out. You do get these two guys back, Bergie and Krejci. You have a kid line on the fourth line. You have a kid line. Don't bring back Nosek. I mean, if if you can, and he's dick cheap, sure. But have a kid line. Look at, I mean, I get it. The Rangers are out now. But, like, you need some younger legs. How many times, like... We weren't fast enough at times, like hungry enough. You know what I mean? You like bring was, in a guy, like... Like, Beecher. Florida was playing like it was the world... World Junior Championships. Yeah, Kachuk oh. was out there playing like it was like the last game he'll ever. They're, they're so young and, and there dumb. Was this not, team. Yeah, there was no, not, exactly. Bruins did not like. We were not playoff ready. They're so the the Panthers. So was young, the only dumb. guy. Yeah, Sorry. even though he had that terrible turnover in Game Five. Yeah, he's two. bad defensively. Yeah. That was tough. um, but it, like they're too. They're so young and dumb. They don't really know. Like they don't fully grasp what's at stake, what they could do. I think once they eliminated the Bruins, they realized what they could possibly do, and they kept rolling. They realized they have nothing to lose. Yeah, and this is they're this playing is with what, house money. Yeah, and this is the first time you really saw, like, Bruins players in however many years really uh, hold on to their sticks a little too tight. I mean, Bruins had everything to lose in that game seven. Panthers had nothing to lose. If they lost, they were like, all right, well, we took the best team ever in the NHL to, to seven. seven. Yeah. 
so in their own building nothing to too. lose and they could have you know hung their head high and you know go golf in the fucking next day in florida or strip club yeah yeah <laughs> drown your that, drown yeah. drown away the pain in some uh big old titties but honestly dude it's god that sounds good right now yeah um, <laughs> um <laughs> It's just, oh my God, man. Is it fucking frustrating, dude? It's just, they had three chances to close out the game, uh, series clinching games, five, six, and seven. They were a minute away from winning game seven. They were, they had the lead two or three separate times in the third period in game six. They had the chance in game five, blew that. It's just, I know, man. man. And, and I, I, there's there's a lot of blame to go around. I I don't think it's fair to all put it on Monty. I, at the end of the day, the players still do have to do their job and produce no matter what line they're on. But Monty pissed down his leg. It sucks. After I, game five, he like that game five overtime, he panicked. He um, absolutely panicked for game six and seven. And yeah. it's like... I just it was the perfect I think storm. what threw him off. It literally was, was the perfect storm, dude. Yeah. I, I don't think Craig G or Clifton should have ever seen the ice in this series. I I honestly think Bergeron shouldn't have played game five. I understand you got he was obviously not right. Uh I mean, look at game seven. What, what was he? A minus two, minus three, whatever. Yeah, in the last three games, he was like a minus he, had, he was like minus six or something. Game like seven that. of this uh obviously game seven on Sunday is probably the worst I've ever seen Bergeron play. Maybe, yeah. You know. Well that's the thing too. Like Pasternak said he would have felt a hundred like he got hurt in the first shift of game one. Course, he said he was playoffs too. No, no nothing I against know. him. It's just like no he, I know he <laughs> takes it's because he's targeted. He's 11. Yeah, yeah. Same thing happened to Panarin. At least Pat, we got goals out of Pasternak. New Jersey or New Jersey. New York didn't even get goals out of Panarin. Fucking zero. So really? I, I'm not 100%, but I think I heard, I I tried to listen to Spit and Chicklets and I skipped the Bruins part. And then I was like, I was like, I can't even fucking listen to this. They were talking yeah, oh, about I'm... that series. And I was just like, I can't. I was like, I can't even listen to my own thoughts right now. Yeah. Let alone other people talk about hockey. Yeah. Panarin fucking seven games. And like, to be honest, I'm kind of glad like, yeah, the Bruins are going to get chirped for like biggest, whatever collapse and of all time or worst season of collapse of all time, blah, blah, blah. But, um, a lot of teams that should have went, moved on to round two, didn't New York, Colorado, yeah. Um New York Collins upset. Uh I think that's that, it? Right? that was it. And then us, I guess. I mean, I guess the Rangers. I I yeah. I, I still think they're well don't I it's tough to say with that series. I think it was a coin flip, but I think if the I'm Rangers glad the Devils won, won I series, fucking took them. Fucking sucks as shit. I, I just think the Rangers had a better chance at beating Carolina than um Yeah, I kinda wanna Devils see do. them. I didn't watch game one. I don't want Hurricanes advancing. No, I might watch game two tonight just because it's the only fucking hockey one. I can't. I, 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 can't I watched a, a little bit of the Toronto game yesterday. Oh, that's another thing too. Like, I don't understand how to act on this series because like you obviously want the team to beat you to go to the cup final, right? Yeah. Because then yeah. it's like you like, okay, at least we lost to the 
if as much as much as it sucks and this historic season's over and all that bullshit biggest collapse at least if florida goes to the finals like it'll make me feel a little bit better i guess i don't yeah. fucking know <laughs> It's, it's like yeah no i i, I it's I get not that saying. much better but it's eh, whatever yeah no one I, I i get what you're saying it's i mean it's nice to see uh toronto losing right now i mean yeah. down to nothing that's Someone, what i was getting at so um big bad bees memes he goes by beams memes for dead inside teams he put out a tweet uh last night saying Leafs playing in the second round and it's this it's a still shot of this guy from I forget what show it's from but I don't know what any of this shit is and I'm fucking scared <laughs> that fucking had me it's so accurate I mean holy yeah. shit what's well, the thing too like Kachuk keeps playing the fact like oh we're uh uh what's it called he he keeps saying that they're a underdog like oh we're the we're the underdog blah blah he keeps playing up the underdog story it's like they're not though. They're they're that's a team all year. People are like they're underperforming. Like what the same thing is. It, it's funny because they made the trade in the offseason, but them in Calgary all year were kind of like, oh man, uh, you know why why aren't these teams getting a save? Why can't these teams get a win? And it's funny too because Bobrovsky is totally a playoff goalie. Like they pay him ten million dollars a year for this exact shit right now. Like that that con yeah. the ten million dollars they paid him this year that was worth it just to be in the second round with Toronto 100% right so it's like it's it's just kind of like this is a team that's built for the playoffs and it's one of those teams it's kind of like the Islanders like I know they got screwed over this year with injuries and stuff but they're built like one of those teams like if we just get into the playoffs same thing with Calgary if you just get in their team that could be a real problem if they get good goaltending and they have they they have great death like you look at Seattle right now they're, they're catching lightning in a bottle and having great goaltending in Grubauer. But, like, maybe he was always a playoff goalie. Or I know he had that one Vesner caliber season in Colorado, but, like, I think a lot of goalies could play really good in Colorado. So, I don't know, man. It's just uh, – well, The thing I just, is – I don't even know what to say. I don't even – I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to say. Like, none of it. The thing is, it's just, like, every team that goes on to win the Stanley Cup kind of has that guy, like – like that, like that guy, you know how, like for many years we have playoff crazy. Mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk was fucking born for the playoffs and yeah. I get it. Yeah. Same with Sam Bennett, Reinhardt, um, Montour. It's so funny too, because I wanted them to walk. I wanted the Bruins to walk away from Montour when he was like looking for a new contract. And I thought he would have looked so great underneath. Cause at the time he has, he wasn't like breaking out like he has been now. Uh, and he was a little younger, and I thought he'd look so good on left pairing with Forbert. And um, yeah, funny enough, he's the one who fucking like puts our series away. I just like I just remember back to yep, I I knew this kid fucking had it the whole time. You could just tell by the way he played. He just wasn't given the opportunity, and boom, he's in Florida now. He has the opportunity, and he's playing like the player that he always was. So I, I don't know, man. It's yeah, like, like we were saying earlier, Carlo was our best defenseman. It's just like Easily. when you when you try to compare someone on the Bruins to like a Matthew Kachuk. I mean, who really is it? Like, you don't it really. Was I mean, it was yeah, Bertuzzi. that's what that's probably who I would go with is Bertuzzi. But uh, that's like that's why. I mean, we'll obviously get into it 
uh, in the weeks coming. We're not going to get into it right now, but I mean, he's a priority of mine for this off season. I think uh, with it, especially real quick, just to interject that a quick thought, uh, if you're bringing back Krejci and um, Bergeron, or at least just Bergeron, you definitely have to go get Bertuzzi because you don't want that pick, that first round pick to become not worth the Bertuzzi trade. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause next year, like if we're just shit, then I want I want to be shit, and I don't want to yeah. have Bertuzzi, and I want well, to get thing like, is, a next top year, three pick. <laughs> next year we're shit. Um, I don't even know who has next year's first round pick. If it's, it's Detroit. They have ours. They have ours. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. So if it falls, say we have the eleventh pick, like we don't make the playoffs, and they get our eleventh overall fucking pick. So that. That one, because like 15, top 15 don't make the playoffs, or sorry, bottom 15 or whatever it is, 16 now, I guess. But um, yeah, so if we like finish in 11th, um, like 11th worst team in the league, then fucking Detroit still gets that pick. We don't have Bertuzzi and we don't make the playoffs. So that's a situation I don't want to run into. So and I think then, it's just and best then we to have just to suck figure for out. Year. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I think it's just best to figure out, like, hey, all right, like let's try and get this pick back as best as possible by getting rid of all of our left-handed D and starting over pretty much. Keep Lindholm and uh, if you have to trade Grizzly, trade him. But I, I, I think for the price he's at and for what you're trying to do next year, you could easily just run. I, I think Grizzly is the guy who's going to want out because he, I mean, we'll get I'd into want it a out little if bit I more next week. Yeah, I'd fucking want out, dude. Are you kidding me? That's like the fucking do you know how many times this keeps happening to him he keeps getting he scored their only goal in the game seven of the stanley cup finals and he still gets like i don't know it's just yeah. wild I, I just i don't get it he it voiced I mean, we'll get more into it next week but he voiced his displeasure with being health bombed uh at first i thought it was the right move when he got in i was like all right now he's got to stay in for the rest of the series and what do you know he doesn't and... yeah like to start the series it was the right move it was taking yeah. him out. It's the wrong move. Yeah, no, exactly. Once you put him back in, you should have left him there. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of moves that could be questioned. I mean, obviously, the goaltending, the decor, uh, yeah. you know, the line changing with the forwards. I think the only – what was it? The fourth – oh, no, the fourth line did change a little bit because who was on the fourth – who was the fourth line? Hathaway, Nosek, and – was it uh, Frederick? Frederick? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I didn't even, dude. I didn't even get to see Game Seven. So, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, I literally watched over like the last five minutes in overtime. I still can't. I still can't believe Florida scored that goal in the last minute. I just, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's funny too because it's. I don't know if this is a coincidence or what, but like the NHL app the day before the Game Sevens was like acting weird and it already had picked winners for like this series and it picked Seattle and Florida as the winners of the series. Oh shit. Like it, it still had the series at three, three, but like it said that the series was final, at least on my phone. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking weird. And I just like remembered that. And then when I saw Seattle beat Colorado, I was like, there's no way, man. Like wow, I'm so obviously just is rigged. Yeah. Now I'm obviously just in my own head bullshit, but it's just like, yeah, wow, what are the odds, man? 
Yeah. And I'm sick of seeing this stupid fucking Corgi on Twitter bouncing balls into a basket picking the winners. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. If God. I ever see that Corgi, I'm going to fucking punch I'll, it. I'd punch that Corgi <laughs> right in the face, dude. <laughs> I mean, fuck, I no, think I'm I texted kidding. you and I love Danny. Dogs, but... Sunday, yeah, no, I love dogs, too. I think I, when we were texting Sunday night, I was like, I would punch a fucking baby in the throat right now. Or maybe I oh, dude, that yeah. I forget. It was, yeah, not that conversation was not safe for work. No. I think it ended with just me sending you guys a picture of shroom chocolate bars. Like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I closed do- out at the myself. bar. I closed out at the bar I was at. Went to another bar. I think I got home a little before midnight. Monday sucked. My brother, I mean, yeah, I talked to my brother a little bit on Monday. Or no, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. Yeah. Um. No, it was it was Saturday. I saw him real quick Saturday, and he calls me later that day, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, you said like two words when you saw me. It was like early in the morning. I was like, oh, yeah, I was fucking fuming over the Bruins still. That was Friday. I was like, I was fuming over the Bruins still. He's like, oh, okay, I figured, but I wasn't sure. So I thought I'd call. Um, And then Monday when I saw him, we both were like, both agreed to not talk about the Bruins together because it was just. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's been the only thing me and my brother have said to each other. Like we we moved into this new house. Like just fucking, god damn it! Like all the my knee thing. Then we moved, and it's just been like a whirlwind. And me and my brother, every time I'll randomly just be like, I just don't get it, and like we'll yeah. just both be like, What the fuck, it's, man? Like it still how is, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like I have people who aren't even hockey fans like texting me being like, bro, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, oh, I yeah. Know, yeah, like Blue Jays fans, like my baseball buddies that are just like, bro, that's like, like what happened? Like explain it. I'm like, I, it, there's a curse. Like, I just, yeah. I don't even know, like baseball people get it, I guess. I, dude, it's got back to the point where I was smoking a little again. I was like, okay, we need to like really reel our life, our life back together. Oh yeah, I mean, it, man. Sometimes I just fucking like sit there during this week, and I'll just be like, like what, what is going on? What, like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> like, it, I still did... can't grasp it. That's why you guys aren't getting like a full in-depth episode this week. No, this is just talking. This is just us like hanging out. This you is, guys just, you guys get, yeah. yeah, like you guys get the pleasure of listening to us hang out for an hour because. There's no way we should be doing a podcast, but we figured like let's just not watch anything, not talk about it, and just yeah. get our initial. We obviously didn't out. want to put it off anymore. Uh we no. were kind of dreading this episode to be honest, but I was in the hospital till six o'clock yesterday, so that's yeah. why we didn't <laughs> yeah. do it. But um I'm glad we're getting it out like this because it's like I just I needed some closure. I feel like now, like after this weekend le- leading up into next week and when we get Monty and Sweeney's um, yeah, I, I interviews. Think, I'm gonna tackle them all in one. Yeah, I, I I think what you're gonna see out of our next few episodes, obviously including this one, is you're gonna see like a mini series in a sense where next week we'll kind of talk about the exit interviews, um, see what Monty and all of them have to say. The following week we're probably gonna dive into uh, who do we want to see moved, what do we want to see fixed in this team. And 
the fourth we still episode. Have, we have four episodes before the fucking. I think we have. We might have even eight. Is it four or eight before the draft? Like we have a long time oh. before. You know what I mean? Before yeah. like the well, season. Well, when's the uh when's the, the season? When's the lottery over. pick thing? Is that Monday? That's on Monday. Yeah. Which is we can talk, but like our team's not. That's what I was saying to Cole, yeah. my my Cole, my brother. I was like, man, get the this historic season just ends like this, and we don't get Connor Bedard. What let the me, fuck, let, man? <laughs> just kidding. Let, <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Uh, well, I know it's a little different for you because I mean, the only Boston team you really care about or support is uh, the Bruins, right? I like the Red Sox too. Red Sox, okay, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, but you're you're you know you know you're you're familiar with the Boston sports. Is I know my answer. Um, I'm going to ask you because I thought about this all week. Obviously, people have talked about it. Is this the worst choke job in history in in Boston sports history out of all the teams? Uh yeah, I think so. It's got to be. See, because right? like that's even where the I Patriots was. one, like I heard. Feidelberg talking about this and how like miserable it is being a Boston sports fan because like yeah you get the we won over the past 10 years but collectively over like the course of time we've had some of the biggest like letdowns or fucking failures in like sports histories which is awesome you know what I mean (laughs) like it's like I don't know it it goes both ways because you have a historic franchise with passion and love and like that's why boston sports fans are just like so intertwined with their teams because like the craziest shit like this does happen like I, i'm not like i don't know i'm not the biggest baseball history buff but it's like you, you there's the bloody sock like you go back over time and like all these different things that happen over boston sports history yeah. like I, I i just but i do think this is like it's crazy because we have one of the greatest comebacks in fucking playoffs histories, and now we have one of the greatest collapses in playoff history. Yeah, no, and it all it came under Bergeron and create. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. even worse, I think. And that's where it goes back to like if this is it with Bergeron and Krejci, like on a whole, Sweeney is to blame for parts of this. You know what I mean? Like a whole, yeah. on a whole, there's Bruce Cassidy to blame for parts. Well, because previous like, seasons there were almost every season prior to what the last besides this year, maybe you could point the finger at Sweeney saying you should have made this move. Like every year I felt like at, at the end of every year since 2011, you could point, well, Sweeney came on in 2015, but since 2015, you could point the finger at Sweeney and been like, you should have made this one more move. You should have made this one more move. This is the one year you can't say that he made every move possible for the Bruins to be successful, he gave yeah. them the best possible team they could have gotten the at the trade deadline for the value and everything that he gave up. And just, you know, he did everything. No he could. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I was getting at more or less is like this past, whatever, eight, how many years is it? 18 years, I guess you could say 15 where like the Bruins were a real threat with Bergeron and Krejci, right? The past yeah. 15 years, that's what I was getting at. It now comes on the players a couple times, management a couple times, coaching staff a couple times. Like, as fans, we, we're the ones that get the biggest fuck you out of this because, like, you know. we put all this blood and sweat and tears in our own ways. I know I'm being a little, uh, like, I'm trying to be funny and a little sar- sarcastic about it, but we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this team. And it's just like, we've just been 
I don't know, like it, the heartache that comes along with being a fan of this of the Boston Bruins. Like I I think behind the Leafs, we got to be up there, right? And like some of the biggest heartaches of fucking NHL history. Like the Leafs definitely have the worst ones over the past fifteen years, but we got to be up there. Yeah, number I'd I'd say we're two or three for sure. I'm trying to think of another team who's been heartbroken and odd situ odd situations like this. Like maybe the San Jose Sharks just constantly losing in the Western Conference Finals with those great teams. But like, I don't know, man. It's it, it's we as Boston Bruins fans, we've had some of the biggest heartbreaks in NHL history, and it sounds crazy because we've had so much success. We've had so much success, but I mean, yeah, we've gone to the Stanley Cup a bunch of times, but I mean, we've only won it once. 13 seconds in fucking Chicago or in Boston against Chicago. Like game seven, the line change against Marshawn. Like this one's up there for me in cup losses, which is wild. Like this collapse. This one, this like 2019 is the worst, I think. 2013 is right behind it. And then I'd put this third. Out of, See, like, my biggest disappointments. For me, this is my biggest disappointment just because of the magical season you had. Everything went right. You made all the right moves. Everything on paper was there for you to succeed. You had the goaltending duo. You had the best centerman, best two-way centerman in the league. You had so much depth. Everything was right. Your decor was solid all year. Everyone did their job and you just collapsed. You had three chances to close this team out. You had this one's on everybody except for Sweeney. Yeah, no, like, it, literally yeah, on everybody except for Sweeney. This is the one literally. season like, is the world fucking coming to an end where it's I like know. the Jacobs yeah. did what they were supposed to yeah, gave Sweeney yeah. every fucking money or possibility or pick that he asked for. And I see and- and I see and then, people saying for, um, Monty should get fired. Absolutely, no not. way. You got to give dude. It's his first champ. fucking real. Like, yeah, he's had other coaching jobs, but like, this is, I don't know. That's that's a you don't but, fire Sweeney. To me, though, this is Monty. this hurts more than 2019. Uh, this hurts more than 2013. This one hurts the most for me. I mean, just this one to me, especially if it's the last. That's my thing. If yeah. it's Bergeron and Krejci, it's going to hurt that if, much more. See, I think Krejci wants to come back more than Bergeron today. If yeah, that today, makes sense. yeah, no, I agree. If that, like, if Bergeron coming off this injury, and like, it, I think it's going to take Bergeron like a month or two to get the itch back. But I think Krejci's already like, bro, the, what the fuck was that? Let's go. Yeah. We're running this back. Cause like his exit interview was. Why would he even say that if he wasn't even thinking about it? He would never be like, it's Bruins <laughs> or retirement. He said, it's Bruins or retirement. So yeah. pretty much I took that as if Bergeron's not coming back, then I'm retiring. That's how I took it. See, I like I don't see Krejci coming back without Bergeron. I just don't. I, I could see that, but I could also see him because they back. both got their cup together, right? Like that's the only reason I th- yeah. say it like that. Like I, I, I do think like <sighs> It's crazy. Krejci's yeah. a fucking Hall of Famer, and nobody even talks about it. <laughs> See, I think I think if he gets one more Stanley Cup, he's a lock for Hall of Fame. I I guess, yeah. I just I don't I know don't when you look had... at Europeans like him. Um, 
I don't know. I guess he's not as big as Marion Hosa. But they won all those cups in Chicago. I always forget about that. He was on yeah. those teams. But he fucking was on like five teams within like five years then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I at the end of the day, I think both of them come back. I just that's a tough way to hang your career up on. Like and if they do, fuck it. But I just in the centennial season, I have a really fucking hard time. The only thing is Bergeron's gonna be a newborn dad. Like that's the one thing I keep coming yeah, back to. He's gonna he have gonna another kid. Fucking, yeah, like is he gonna want to do this again? Like, and that's what he said too. Even if they won the, the reason why I think they come back is that there are two two statements. Krejci saying it's Berger or it's Bergeron. It's Bergeron or bust. It's Bruins or bust. And Bergeron saying, well, if we won the cup this year, I don't know if I was gonna retire. That means like, okay, well, he still's got that itch to like be better and do yeah, better. Exactly, and like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I heard Patrick Kane in a quick video when I had Sportsnet on the other day. He was, like, talking about, like, he would love to be a Ranger still but doesn't see that, like, there's a fit. Like, yeah. You know, just because. And he's not going back to Chicago because he, he no. said, he's like, no, they're going to be rebuilding it. What but, like, it? you got to think about it this way. Like, him and Marshawn are the same age. They're both 35. And, like, you hear, you know, Marshawn's a young soul. Like, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that, whether he's on the fourth line or not, he's going to play until he thinks he doesn't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a Felino kind of, because he plays that grinder style and he's such a leader that I can see Marshawn playing till he's 40. But, like, you hear Patrick Kane, too. He's like, I, he's like, yeah, 35 might be young, but like, I still feel young and like, I still have the drive. And it's like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter how old, like fucking Char did it till he's 40. Like you never know. Bergeron's still like, yeah, he only put up 60 points this year, but that's fucking respectable in a one, a one B role. Like that. Yeah. Krejci took on this year. And then I you know. got Zaka putting up the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Bergeron would have produced a little bit more if you didn't have a true number two centerman like you did this yeah. year versus the year before. Um, I don't know. Yes, I just he's, he's thirty seven. Uh, what's his name? He's thirty seven. Uh, he'll be thirty seven think... at the end of ne- uh, going, or he'll, he'll be turning thirty eight. Basically, going into the playoffs next year for Krejci. Bergeron is. Yeah, I think he's a year older. He's a year older. Yeah. Yeah, so like when when's so oh, well Bergeron's thirty seven now. See, like I just do you oh, think he turns thirty eight in at the end of July. So the the guy Bergeron is, do you see him stepping away from this team as the captain for like the centennial year? Like just yeah, like the I don't type put of too person... much weight into that, but I I could see them really trying to throw him a pitch, like, hey, one more season. You know, just for the year that it it is, how they went out, he could help I, them like bring in the new because we're gonna have to. Our third line is gonna be like I think, guys. yeah. This this is how I look out look like our, at it as you get both of them back because I truly do believe that they're gonna come back. Uh, you get both of them back, you have your fourth line be a kid line, possibly. I mean, not necessarily a kid line, but maybe. The, one of the young centermen in Providence, maybe someone like Beecher or someone else, give them a chance to develop there, learn under Bergeron, obviously the coaching staff. Do you bring back a guy like Felino for 700K as like the 13th forward to like show Beecher and these? Because he's been great yeah. with Frederick. He's been great it, with 
if like, like the, the young Lauko he's, he's been great with it if if he takes the league minimum which i think veteran minimum isn't it yeah he's 35 so he can have like the bonus contract with the other guys now. yeah yeah so which obviously you want to try so, like to if you could get one. him Krejci and bergeron all signed for under 1.5 million with bonuses I don't think that's bad at all because like not not at all. But I'm okay if you, I'm okay if you move on from Felino. If so am I. You need to put your money towards someone else because I don't think you're every gonna penny's have. gonna fucking count. That's what I'm saying. Like I think if you can convince him to take like 800k for this year or something like that, because like he's made fucking what like eight million dollars playing for the Bruins at this point, give or take. So like. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. A little overnight. What did he sign? What was? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but right. But if he really wants to stay, stay as much as he says he does, and like he loves Boston, whatever, kind of hinted he would like to retire it mm-hmm. with the Bruins, kind of. Um, when he signed the contract, I wouldn't be opposed to giving him seven, like a league minimum contract, uh, just to like so he could like, because you know he's not gonna play every game. He didn't this year. Yeah, no, he, he definitely wouldn't. It'd be like a it'd definitely be like had a much better Corey season. Perry. It'd be like signing Corey Perry or like Pat Maroon, like something like that. And I think yeah. that's what we're gonna have to do this year for sure. If the cap doesn't go up, and next is like our fourth line. You can't have guys that are like making a million, a million two five. No, yeah, that's the like next year. You're really gonna have to rely on some rookies. We didn't have a single rookie on the team this year, right? Uh, Lauko, I think. Yeah, but like for the full season, so mm-hmm. Lauko was barely up. Um, What's the thing? Like, do you give Lorai a shot next? Like, I don't know, man. It's, uh, just, to, it's we'll obviously die. I think that's too. I mean, I haven't. Seen I, do of them. I do too. I do too. I think, I think it's if you look at the kid off the ice in street clothes, he just looks like he's fucking some TikToker. <laughs> well, and you have you have so many like people too. Like I see online already. Like putting him in the lineup, and I'm just like, what? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, you it have to. Bummed. I think you have to get out from Forbert and Riley's money. Like, yeah, I love yeah, Forbert. Whatever the pe- penalty killing and stuff, he's a good regular season player. But like, yeah. you can find him for way cheaper next year. You're gonna have to ride it out with Zaboral, yeah, and you know, let him develop. And you know, you're gonna have to take what. What's you the thing? From- Do you go with a top six of just McAvoy, Zaboral, Lindholm, and Carlo? Just cheat like all your money's. Yeah, they're all young enough. Put miles on those legs. They're all young enough, you know. And then you just get like two bottom six, or bottom six, bottom pairing um defensemen. Like like that's the thing. Like you now you need to pull. You've pulled the Tampa. You don't have picks anymore and all this stuff. Like you need to make a bunch of veteran signings in the off season, like seven hundred fifty k to like. Just because those contracts like can slide right under the radar, no yeah. problem. I also, and, I, I also think it's important to next year to give some young guys, well, more so forwards, uh, some yeah, more playing time because you need to develop at some point. I get it. Like, you can play in Providence, you can play in the AHL and dominate, have a good year and all. But you've seen it before where players dominate in the AHL and then they make it to the NHL, then they're not shit. I mean. Johnny Boychuk was a solid player. Don't get me wrong, but I think he led, like, he led defensemen in scoring his last season in Providence. So and did obviously, Clifton. Clifton did that too at one point. So obviously that doesn't transition. So it's like 
you got to see what you have in your young core. Uh, you've had Beecher for a little bit now. Uh, he is a former first round pick. Um, I doubt you see Lysel. I mean, I doubt he makes a big club out, you know, to start the season. Yeah. Maybe he'll get a call up next year. Um, I, I don't think he starts the season. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I know. I'm yeah. just trying to think off the top of my head what young guys. Um, and that's the thing. Off. Like you could, with, like every year, there's the possibility of some kid that played juniors last year that could just like get big over the summer. Um, I mean, remember Marshy's develop uh, really well and then just come Mar- out of nowhere and make the team. Like like Marshy's rookie year, he went all the way from the fourth line to the first line, won mm-hmm. a Stanley Cup, and then he turned into. I mean, Marshy's one of a kind, but. 2011 was his rookie year. He started on the fourth line and, you know, developed all throughout the season. And obviously you see the kind of player he turned into where I think you're going to have to take a risk at that and bring, have more younger guys on the roster. I mean, you saw with Florida, they're younger, they're faster, they're hungrier. Yeah. They they wanted it more than the Bruins did. It's funny too because Florida did a lot of that. What I'm talking about that the Bruins are going to need to do next year because we with same problem they have. We don't have draft capital and or trade capital. Uh, they signed a bunch of veterans and a bunch of guys like Colin White that were looking for a second shot that makes 750k a year. You know what I mean? Like Tampa, Florida, those teams they do this shit. Like Toronto, that's the new norm, and uh, you're going to see the Bruins being part of that crew. I yep. think going forward, they're not like, going to have much of a choice either. To no, like you, you're the we're out of our like rebuild or retools. Like we're out of all that now. Where this is like grasping on straws at this point, trying to keep yeah. this core together. Like we're in the Pittsburgh days. We're in the Tampa day. It's funny because Tampa just like was able to keep rolling through all of it, but. Mm-hmm. Coming up they, here, like they Tampa's were a little pretty, bit younger than this Bruins. Court. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like they're pretty fucked now. You know, like Sweeney cap wise, and yeah, Sweeney is one lucky bastard. If if at least one of them decides to come back next year, if not both, as in Bergeron and Krejci, yeah, he's he's, he's going to be. I think you have to do whatever you can to get Bertuzzi to come back. And I know a lot of people are like why why it's like if you can get. He says he he's loves a gamer, it. bro. Yeah. And if you can get him back at like five million ish, a little more over five million, um, for like whatever I could, him, I could see him getting the same contract as Taylor Hall. See, six point five, I just think is a little much because Taylor oh, six, Hall I thought. I thought he gets six, right? Oh, maybe. But Taylor Hall was an MVP winner. Yeah. That's my thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And like he's... people keep forgetting that. Like, people keep thinking that. Bertuzzi's gonna have this crazy contract. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he only got like a small pay bump and was making five million dollars a year. And if that's the case, then like you can get rid of five million. You trade Riley and Forbert, and boom, you can sign Bertuzzi. Yeah, no, right there. And then have some change left over. Yeah, so it's not that hard to figure out. Like Bertuzzi, when people like, oh, why would you keep him? Like, if you have Bertuzzi and Coil together on the third line and you're able to throw a guy like Lee sell over there who plays exactly like, I'm not saying do this, but it's the thought of like, okay, well, Lee sell plays a lot like Pasternak. Actually. Yeah. I can, I can, I see what you mean. I'm looking at his like career stats right now. I mean, he's only surpassed 50 points. And once. he only got, he only got that 4.5 from uh, Detroit. Cause like they needed to hit the cap floor. They were overpaying guys. And wasn't, wasn't that his uh, 30 goal season? Yeah, so it's like they 
he you're looking at a Jake DeBrus contract, a tough time to be honest, because if you could too. if you could get Bertuzzi to commit, like, hey, you want to play, you want to be on Marshawn's team until his contract's up. Well, like, because that's how they have. If I'm I'm not mistaken, he's, he's 28 here. right now, so. Um, he's 28. Yeah, he'd fit into the new, into this new system. Yeah, so if he signed a what, uh, what Bertuzzi, what Jake DeBrus signed that one year, like two years times five million, so ten million dollar contract, that would line up with Taylor Hall and Marshawn contract being over, and it would kind of line up with this like last ditch effort to try and you know, win a Stanley cup with Taylor Hall and Marshawn and these guys. So then you're not trading Taylor Hall. You know, you have Pavel Zaka, you have all these guys still. I don't know to be me, to be honest, it makes a lot more sense for what we're doing right now. And this one's going to suck too. Like I'd even keep Bertuzzi over Frederick. Cause like, if you can have Bertuzzi on your third line, you can replace Frederick Frederick on your third line. I, I don't know. I'm just looking at it from like, this last window, it all depends if Bergeron and and um Krejci come back. Yeah. Because if, if Bergeron and Krejci do come back, you, the, you literally have this last year to do it. And then it, if it doesn't happen, then you could trade Taylor Hall. Like Taylor Hall, Marshawn, I think there's like three or four guys that are on expiring contracts, not next summer, but the summer after. So you could do a full retool. And I think that's the year the cap will probably... Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I I think, but I think you keep the gang together until Marshawn's contract is up. Like I think you, I think you run it back one more year. And it's crazy because we keep saying this is the last time we say it, but like legit, this would be the last time because you have guys like Taylor Hall and um, Marshawn who will be aging themselves out. Who, like realistically, you could trade DeBrusque, Taylor Hall. Marshawn, say you have Bertuzzi on that contract I mentioned, he'd be in there. Like you could get a king's ransom for all them in a year and a half. So I don't know. I think this is like the new NHL and this is what you do. And I think to be honest, like smaller contracts are better than bigger contracts unless they're guys like Pasternak and McAvoy. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. you want less term. I know it sucks for players, but well, it doesn't in the end because they get paid a little more. I, I don't know. I think if, Worst comes to worst, you at least try and get Bertuzzi on a two-year, like, let's win now contract. Yeah, it's it'll take some convincing. He seemed to like it here. Obviously, well, we could potentially have a better sense in a few weeks if we hear a little bit more of him. Uh, obviously, in two weeks, not next week's episode, but the following episode, we'll break debt. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, about players, who we want to resign, what it's going to look like. Who should we give up? All that when we have a better idea. There's a lot to take in this episode. Next mm-hmm. week, we'll be talking about the exit interviews from management all the way down to the players. Uh, you know, I know you guys probably read some stuff this week about it. We'll we'll break it down. We'll touch. We'll give you our two cents about it uh, next week. There's just way too much, way too many emotions, way too much going on this week. Uh, yeah. It's taken us a while to fucking. It's like swallowing a fucking horse cock pill. I mean, 
Oh yeah. I mean, I can't swallow fucking. I, pills I'm I'm butt. genuinely curious what this episode's gonna sound like because we've just kind of been like sitting here talking. About, I know, and it sucks, know, and I feel like, I feel bad for our listeners too because, and this is gonna lead me into one more thing before we send it over to Bobby's corner too. Um, it sucks because you guys are obviously used to us fucking around, having a good laugh. Obviously, I mean, the intro wasn't the uh, energy you typically get from me from us. But uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. Like, it's <laughs> this is truly fucking stings. I mean, yeah. like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, me and Brett didn't talk all fucking week leading up to. I mean, I'm not we didn't talk till Thursday. It, it sucked. We talked a little bit Sunday night, and then that was the last we heard from each other till yesterday, Thursday. And um, I just I want to thank you guys too. Uh, for just how special of a season this is. I will say like, this is the most fun I've had watching a Bruins team interacting with Bruins fans and all that from even going back to the old podcast I used to be on till now, like what the Bruins did this regular season, you can't take that away from them. What the fun we had this regular season, you can't take that away from us. It was a blast. It stings. But this show's nothing without you guys. Uh, it's it truly is like the most fun I've had as a Bruins fan watching and just interacting with you guys. So many of you guys have been so good to us, so responsive, um, giving us good laughs. I mean, for fuck's sake, on Sunday we had our hashtag fucking trending. How about that? Yeah, Don't be I know, state. I- That's fucking <laughs> wild. I mean, we got some heartfelt messages. Um, yeah. Our friend, our friend Michelle, um, she goes by me at Mish and Place. I think I fucking said that right, but she's a sweetheart. She DM'd me just thanking us and stuff uh, for this season. And, you know, we made a lot of new friends along the way. Uh, bringing Bobby on was such a fucking blast. Interacting with him, doing Bobby's Corner. Uh, the videos he puts together. We just, we love how much you guys interact with us, you know, buy our stuff, support the boys in any way, using our hashtag, uh, you know, following along with Boosie Bets, just tweeting at us uh, all the kind words. I'm I'm truly thankful for it. Uh, I feel very lucky to have a lot of you listeners, uh, just because it's, I, I never thought that it would get this big or like we would have this much fun on Twitter. I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, it's, I, we made a t shirt called the, um, the Holy Trinity and holy shit. Talk about being the Holy Trinity with yeah. you, with you and me and, uh, Bobby fucking Brewski, Tripodski. Tripodski. Um, it's, it's, it's been a blast. And I also got to meet a lot of you guys this year too which was fucking cool. And I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of you guys during this off season, next season. I mean, the show's not going to stop. We'll still be putting out weekly episodes, but I just wanted to, you know, thank you guys for listening and being such awesome people. I know there's some fucking scumbags out there, but we, we weed them out pretty quickly, but no, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for a fun season. Thank you for everything that you guys have done for our show for Bruins Twitter, for Bruins Nation in general. It's truly been a blast, and I feel like one lucky fucking guy, despite the outcome of the Bruins' first-round series. 
Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, this season's been amazing. Coming onto this podcast has just been awesome. Getting back, reconnecting with you. Like, like we, me and you and Bobby have all been saying, it's like we're like the three fucking best friends anybody could fucking <laughs> yeah. want to have at this point. But um, in all seriousness, it, it, it has been some of the most fun I've ever had on Twitter, interacting with people, doing the podcast. I uh, met so many great people, so many new friends. Um, you know, it's it, it, it truly is a, a blessing to be a part of this community. Uh, also, shout out to Mark for letting us be a part of, you know, this. Absolutely. Yeah, BNG, this amazing network that all of us idiots can just band together and do our crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... It's been an unbelievable year. I wish it didn't end like this. This is the part that sucks the most because it doesn't suck. It's like one of those, it's like when you're leaving for a vacation, don't be, you know, don't be mad. It's over. Be happy. It happened in the first place type thing. And, you know, you can't end a season without starting a new one. So, you know, um, as much as it sucks and it is what it is right now, uh, we'll get through this together. There will always be other Bruins seasons. You know, it, it, as much as we're talking, this is going to be tough over the next little while, especially we haven't even gotten close to the dog days of summer. You know what I mean? No, it's like you're already, we're already thinking it's just it, it, there's just so much already to plan for. But it, it uh, like Boosie is saying, too, it's also exciting because, you know, we have a lot of plans for this offseason that we've been not putting aside, but um, pre- preparing for the off season for us. So we can start dipping into that stuff and um, yeah, slowly get into off season stuff here. We'll do this together. Um, we know some people aren't going to listen all season long. That's fine. We'll see you back next season. And that is what it is. I get that too. It's not a yeah. full year thing for everyone. Um, we're just fucking psychos and we love this shit so much. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm so happy to be doing this with you, brother. This fucking I wouldn't change it for the world. It's the most fun I've ever had. Um in a brewing season or connecting with people or like you said, just uh we're we're on our blow up on this rocket ship right now. So we're just gonna take it to the moon, the three yeah, of us. Absolutely, man. Like you said, we just we have a lot planned for the summer, a lot of new stuff coming at you guys. Uh but no, thank you, Brett for hopping on i'm so glad i mean it stems back from our old podcast that we both had of ourselves i mean i think we kind of knew it that it was going to be a good duo um Mm -hmm. because whenever you hopped on ours and whatnot it was just so much fun it was easy i mean fuck we've i would say we've raw dogged fucking 90 percent of these episodes (laughs) no notes or anything we just like fucking talking nonsense and it's working out people are having fun the the feedback is amazing. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be anywhere if without you, if you never joined. So I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Mark for giving us this platform to just talk our nonsense. And, you know, people, I mean, for fuck's sake, I put out a tweet that I'm, uh, you know, of the margarita I made right before we were recording and a little setup I made. So I could just like, I mean, you saw when we were recording, I went out and you you might even be able to hear me making another fucking margarita. But um, (laughs) I I put, you know, I, I took the picture. I put horny Mish replies saying, man, I miss those horny tweets or whatever. I forget what she said, but it is, it is weird. It was weird staying off Twitter this week. I, I turned off my notifications just because like, I just, I needed a little bit of a break. 
decompress. And that's uh-huh. it, it's it's very on brand for us to come into this pod like this. Like, yeah, some people would say, like, oh, you know, have a, a layout going into this one. It's the last, you know, one of the year, biggest collapse of history, whatever. But I, I think it's more us just to go off the cuff for an episode like this. Yeah, and like get our raw reaction just because you know, people do enjoy our banter back and forth. Yep. And you know, I'd I'd rather go into it like this than have a complete breakdown and just and not really be us in our last episode of the year, you know? So we just wanted to Well, last episode time. for the season. I mean, yeah, we're, for the we're season. Still, so, yeah, we're still giving yeah. out weekly episodes, yeah. but <laughs> don't scare yeah. the folks. But um, <laughs> it's over. I'm done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not, uh, no, I was going to go for Morning Brew and say last one of the summer, but I love yeah. those guys. I don't want to go at them. Um, but, Sorry, as you can see, I'm peeing, Brett. Yeah, uh, it's great. I, send I, off. Great I can do it all. Make margaritas, drain the vein. Holy shit! Now I'm going to yeah. dribble on my balls, but whatever. It's just another day in the life of Boosie. Uh, I know people also. I know people sent in some questions for us to attack this episode. Uh, I'm going to save them. I I still have them. I'm going to save them for next week. Yeah. We'll still get to them. The folks that tweeted at us uh, for questions. To answer, they will be answered either next week or the following week, depending on the episode platform, uh, how we plan on going about it and all that. There's there's just so much to go on. I mean, I feel like I'm fucking I feel like I'm just trying to get my life together this week. I mean, oh, I know, man. Holy shit. Talk about a slow week. I mean, I would say probably 75 percent of yesterday. Yesterday, as in Thursday, I thought it was Friday. I probably didn't realize it was Thursday till three o'clock maybe three thirty uh-huh. yesterday so, <laughs> that was a rude awakening yeah that's gonna <laughs> suck but yeah so i don't know anything else you want to say before we uh leave you guys um Just like we said in the beginning of the episode yeah oh, sorry to cut you off but like we said at the beginning of the episode we're going to end you with bobby's corner mm-hmm. uh bobby attacks it perfectly another great bobby's corner a little bit depressing obviously rightfully so but Bobby crushed this one. Yeah. It's the perfect send off for this kind of episode that we've had. So we're going to leave you guys with Bobby's corner, but yeah, Brad, any, uh, any other words you have to say? No, just, you know, like we've keep, um, echoing what a, what an unbelievable season shout out to everybody that's come along for the ride and follow, keep following us. Cause this is just the beginning. Um, I like to think that this season was like a preview into what, only Bruins is going to be as a brand going forward. So it's only going to get bigger and better from here. Um, We're all disappointed. You know, if you need someone to talk to or a shoulder to cry on, our DMS are always open. And I know the Bruins community has been great. I've been getting DMS from people asking me if I'm okay. So, you know, we see you out there. We've just been taking time away (laughs) from Twitter. Um, We're going to get back to it and start, uh, interacting and poking our head back around and stuff but uh, i think it was good to take this couple day break from everything and you know we'll we'll see where the future holds with the boston bruins i I love this team i bleed black and gold i'll always fucking bleed black and gold but um yeah this has been a fucking hell of a ride buddy and i can't wait to see where this takes us going forward this was just the beginning it's crazy just the beginning is like one of the greatest seasons of all time i know <laughs> see let's see if we can top this no. yeah no shit i mean 
Jesus Christ, we couldn't uh, do a complete 180 when recording next season. Oh, Holy that fuck. that's the thing. Like this is this is uh, a strange time to be a Bruins fan. We're tweeners right now. Yeah, no, shouldn't no, be no, rebuilding. No. Shouldn't no. be rebuilding, but shouldn't uh, probably be contending going forward. Like but this we'll is. See. You never this is know. legit what it feels like to be a Toronto fan. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. And like, you never know, man. We next year, like people didn't have us contending this year. So you never know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, people had us as another wild card team again. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll do what other fucking, I only, one thing I have seen that's been giving me good hope is like every team after they lose, uh, in the first round, after being the president's trophy winner over the past ten years, has won the cup the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Fuck, we'll just win it next year. Fuck it. But Bring that Beijing that curse it. that curse is legit. Um, it's it's a too much time curse, or like too much time on your hands curse. Rest versus rust. I swear, man. I think if this team, it's the same thing as the year that Tampa won their first cup, we sh- we probably would have won the cup that year if the season never ended the short, the short season. I, oh, I swear. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. What was that? 2019 or 2020? No, it's 2020. Um, 2020. Yeah. But 2019, we won the fucking president's trophy. Right. So I, I don't know. It, they're, if if Bergeron and Krejci come back, they're going to be hungry next year, and I think next year will be just as fun. Thing is, I don't I don't think it starts getting sad until like a year or so. I don't think we have like a bad year. Like next year, I don't think we'll be a complete drop off. No, I I, I don't think off. with with or without Bergeron and Krejci, I don't think it's a complete drop off. I mean, yeah. that's that's us saying that without Before knowing what all the, the trades he's going to yeah. do. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces this off season. It's going to be off season like you haven't seen before, so it's oh, definitely yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be. It could be frustrating. Up. It could be yeah. good. I mean, it's going to be one of those off seasons, like like kind of like last year, where you're like, "What is this team going to look like opening night?" Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. And like, I and mean, that could be minus Bergeron and Krejci. So let's just keep our fucking heads up. <laughs> we we were fucking sitting. I mean, we weren't sitting here last year, you and me, but. Bruins fans over like last off season were sitting there on fucking Twitter wondering what the fuck we were going to look like. To We were going to think that we were lucky to even tread water and maybe even get into the playoffs as a wild card team with all the key pieces. We key pieces we were missing to begin the season. So I, I, I think a, I, I, have a lot I think more the boys in this core, this young core than I think a lot of people should. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to come back even hungrier. I think the Bruins are embarrassed um i yeah. i i just i think they're going to be out for blood next year that's my early prediction i don't think you'll see as dominant of a, obviously you won't see as as dominant of a regular season but they'll be up there they're going to be okay i i i think i truly do believe they're going to be okay um it's going to be interesting I, i'm looking forward to it it sucks that we have to look forward to it this early in the uh playoffs yeah. but it is what it ain't um, I'm like I already said, I'm thankful for you guys, Brett. I'm thankful for you. I'm honored to call you best friend. Same with Bobby oh, yeah, Bruski. Like it's it's truly been a blast just messaging you guys back and forth, having some good laughs. So like, you guys bring a lot of joy to my life. Wish you guys yeah. lived in Boston or vice versa. I was just gonna say now we have so much time to plan our uh, only brewing summer meetup. So yeah, oh one one hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna have people, to so. 
we're gonna have to like truly think this through rather than just i mean because you were you were like to supposed honest, to come like this weekend i know dude i know i know believe me i keep thinking about it but i keep thinking about that first week of august it's like the civic holiday or whatever um I know as Canadians, we get like the first Monday of August off. And I think around there would be because like you're in the dog days of the summer then, you know, like all yeah. the signings are done. It'd be nice to just like get get together with everyone. Oh, and you get know what? For the season. Shannon, Shannon Haley are coming to boss back to Boston. I, Shannon said something about it, um, about them coming. They even tweeted at us or something. Oh, about yeah, you being Twitter. here in Boston for it. Um I forget what it was, but they they brought it up how they're going to be here at some point in August. There you go. Um, so, you know, Bruins fans, be on the alert. I'm going to start a GoFundMe for Bobby Brewski, get his ass down here. Yeah, we'll Tripodsky. figure it out. Yeah, plenty of time. But this, speaking of Tripodsky. Yeah, let's get over to the man, the myth, the legend. Shout out to him for jumping on this podcast. It's fine. Like, it it it. it felt like it was going somewhere but then bringing in bobby it really feels like we rounded out this podcast yeah it, it'll be nice to get him on this summer a couple times just to shoot the shit yeah 100 i mean you're yeah. you're, getting, you're getting three different personalities in one episode in one yeah. in one show i mean what more could you ask for it's just exactly we all bring something different to the table um and bringing bobby on really like having him do bobby's corner and all solidified that shit. us yeah like just solidified I mean, our bottom depth <laughs> yeah 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 now we're a true fourth line yeah. <laughs> but no it's it's been a blast having bobby on uh i feel we're like definitely a lucky the fourth liners him. hey we're definitely the fourth liners of b and g oh 100 for 100%. sure 100%. the fourth line grinders the locker room guys <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah i'm i'm definitely the shower sheriff um, oh yeah i could see bobby being the dj and oh yeah what, what i'm trying to he's think the water moment. bottle guy you know like when mark and them the big boys need oh see oh, i can i can bottle. see i can see you being the dj guy or the prankster and i can see <laughs> i between you two i can see one of you guys are the are the dj one of you guys are the prankster i think it's a flip of the coin dude Bob, bobby's just, the shower sheriff because i'm Bob, a hog watcher bobby's like the gyms on fucking Shorzy, just they're just such fucking beauties, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, just such beauties. Jim's, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's been a blast, but yeah, it's been Brett, awesome. thank you again, everyone. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. We love you all for a special season. Looking forward to interacting with you guys more this. Um, I feel better after this. Yeah, it, it was like a, a therapy bit. session. Yeah, I feel Andrew from better. Short Shift tweeted at me. He's like, Don't worry, we were okay. You guys will be okay. I'm like, dude, like if it were up to me, I would skip like the next three weeks of recording. But yeah, <laughs> it already has me. It, I, I won't lie, I'm already looking forward to recording next week. We're we're gonna be back to our regular schedule. Thursday nights we'll be recording. So Friday mornings, baby. Yeah. Hit that subscribe so it's downloaded by the time you wake up. Let's get horny. All that good stuff. We'll be, I mean, obviously we've taken a little bit of a break from Twitter. We'll be more active in the coming weeks, yeah. but bear with us. I've also been moving too, so I haven't yeah. been on my phone at all. I well, probably won't be for like another week. You've been sick, hurt. Yeah. Moving. Jesus. Dude, I'm just trying to pull my leg. And then the Bruins were like, hey, you want one more fucking dagger in the heart? Yeah, Here yeah. you go. Yeah. So then depression was like, hey, what's up? We're back. 
depression yeah, yeah, anxiety yeah. here how you doing dude <laughs> it's like um that scene with uh jack nicholson he um i forget what it is i they even played on the jumbotron at the garden i think i forget i don't know i'm rambling on now but all right folks well we really appreciate you guys as if i haven't said that enough um seriously like like brett said too, our dms are open if you want to vent to us whatever you know let it flow baby let's have some fun let's de-stress together let's get through these hard times but we got a guy that's going to cheer you up right now it's tripodsky himself bobby fucking brewski enjoy him folks we'll see you guys next week we love you all stay cool so bees <laughs> psych from the beaches of winnipeg under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruce. What's going on, homies? How we doing? Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Black and Gold Productions. Yeah, it hurts. It really fucking hurts, man. Hell of a season, though. Hell of a season. What did you do after uh, Game 7? I think I just sat there stunned for a few minutes. Watching Florida celebrate. In such disbelief, man. In such disbelief. You know, entire we were on a Zoom call and they were all stunned and they were in disbelief. We just some people, uh, I'm pretty sure some people were crying. You know, I had the waterworks for sure because it was just shocking. You know, I'm glad we waited a few days to do this so I can really uh, examine the environment, see what how people are feeling and getting through the exit interviews and knowing you're not really going to get an answer, but kind of getting, you know, the scope of what the environment may look like. Because the reality is that um, might be a tough season next year. There might be some more changes than we expected, and that's what makes this one hurt a lot more. I mean, In some ways, it has a lot of shavings, uh, not shavings, shadings of uh, 2019. Because he brought in some guys at the deadline that really helped you get to a point, and now you don't know how you're going to keep them. You know, you don't always have the cap to keep somebody like Charlie Coyle. And uh, reflecting back on comparing it to, you know, the heartbreak that 2019 was is, you know, there's a lot of things you could really... There are a lot of people pointing fingers I'm trying to get at. There's a lot of people putting the blame on certain aspects of the team, and that's easy to do, especially when you see the big boys show up when it was big boy time. I mean, you score five goals in, in game six and you lose. I mean, you got Burt with two goals, Marshy with two goals. Sorry, Pass with two goals, Marshy with four assists. I mean, the big boys showed up. I mean, Krejci. I mean, if they win Game 7, he might become the Bruins' uh, Mr. Game 7, right? 
and yet they, you know, they, they fall short. It's an empty feeling. It's, it's just awful. You know, and anyone who tries to tell you otherwise doesn't understand what it's like to love a sports team, to love a franchise, to to find a community within, you know, that team and to find friends and potentially people who are going to turn into family and all just be sitting there together stunned and heartbroken. It's It's not a unity, you know, that's fun. I'm glad that, you know, as a fan base, none of us really lost alone. I'm glad that a lot of us were there for each other and were there to rant and, you know, there to cry if you needed. There were just to try to piece it together. I mean, it just sucks, you know. You watch 82 games, you, 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 you fucking you study, you stay up late, you, you you work hard for the playoffs, and then it just ends so soon. And it's not like it wasn't, it was, you know, the thing is, like, it's not like we didn't respect Florida. No one wanted to play Florida. And this was why. <laughs> Sucks. I mean, and the only thing I can really say, as far as people who are blaming them, at the end of the day, I, I, I mentioned this to the coworkers when I was watching Game 7. I just said, you know, after that first Montour goal, because for regular season, Swayman stops that goal every time. And I just looked over and I just said, well, looks like Florida's got the bounce, which means Boston has to be the best version of themselves, plus even better, to just try to counteract whatever magic that Florida's tapped into. And, you know, there was that moment after the pasta goal in the third period where you thought that there was, and they were going to hold on to it and they're going to keep it. And, and sure enough, Florida did what they did best all series and they found a way to they found a way to win the game. And uh sucked. All the best to them. I mean, they were the better team, they found a way to win and when I you know, let me just clear something up. When I say that they had to bounce, I'm not saying that they got lucky, I'm just saying sometimes, you know, hard working teams they get a, a little extra you know, push from the hockey gods and <laughs> Florida, Florida had that and good on them, you know. Um, I didn't really watch much of their celebrating or much of the handshake line between Boston and Florida. Barb uh, has midnight zoomies, please bear with me. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of just kind of staring into nothingness and trying not to cry and just trying to figure out just what the fuck happens. Um, you know, and watching Bergy hug everyone off the ice, I mean, he definitely took note of, you know, the extra the extra interactions, as it were. I mean, seeing Bergy really embrace Mackie and DeBrusque and Coyle, I mean, those guys were there in 2019, but seeing them really take the extra moment with Swayman, that was, that was, you know, a little hard to watch. But, you know, seeing Grizzly skate up and, you know, Grizzly's been there for a long time, you know. 
and seeing him really take the moment of what could be, you know, the last time Grizz could be the last time Grizz in a Bruins jersey, right? So um the one I really appreciated though was uh he did something for the entire fan base and uh he hugged he made sure to hug Taylor Hall because I don't know the future but this could potentially have been his best chance at winning the Stanley Cup. That just sucks. Um but you know, the loss always the loss was always gonna sting, and it stung in that moment. But I don't think the heartbreak was as real as until um, you know until Bergey and, and Marshy, um, you know, so they they met and they interacted, and you know, watching your favorite hockey player fall into you know the shoulder of your your other favorite hockey player and just start crying it really brought to the reality of the situation. So, um, you know, if this is it for Bergy and Krejci and even potentially Marshy, I just want to say it's been a fucking blast. I've enjoyed every win. I've enjoyed every loss. I've enjoyed the late nights, the, 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 the celebrations. It's been awesome. It's been an absolute blessing and a privilege. Not every fan base gets this. Not every fan base has a Bergey and a Krejci and a Marshy. It's been a fucking trip. What a fucking ride it's been. I'm gonna shoot it back to Boosie and Brad. You've been great. I've been Bobby. And remember, like Nathaniel West said, only those who still have hope can truly benefit from tears. Let's go bees, baby.